Okay, Ephesians 3. Just going to read it from verse 10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to, by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purposes which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's Ephesians 3, 10, verses 10 to 21. So we have an outer and an inner. You have an outer man and an inner man. You say, well, I'm a woman. Okay, an outer woman and an inner woman. <laughs> so the outer, we spend a lot of time on. Spend a lot of time focusing on, thinking about, because we do something about that. Just, I don't like this outfit. You change it. I don't like where I'm standing. You stand somewhere else. I don't like this song. You put it on another song. I don't like this game. You get another game. I don't like this TV show. You change the channel. We can make decisions on the outer man. That's not a problem. Okay. You make big decisions. I don't like where I live. I moved. I don't like this car. I bought another one. Make big decisions, little decisions. Working, 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 doing, doing, doing. But now you have an inner man. Well, what about the inner man? Well, first of all, I can't see the inner man. So that's a problem. Right. Where is the inner man? Well, the inner man, also known as your spirit. That's who you actually are. You do things on the outside, but it's the inside. You you are an inner man. You are the inner man. The inner man is where Christ lives. Okay? So, one of the things that this scripture talks about, and I read the whole thing, such a great scripture, but in verse 16 it says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So, where do we get strength from? Remember how I said psychology can diagnose an issue, but it doesn't have the power to fix it. It can analyze you all day long, and you can analyze, because basically you're analyzing yourself. You can analyze the issue, but you don't have power to overcome it because you're only acknowledging the outside. But when you acknowledge the inner man, you can acknowledge a certain thing about the inner man if you've acknowledged Christ in the inner man. Mm -hmm. And that is that you can be strengthened with might through his spirit mm -hmm. in the inner man. So there comes a place where we go from striving to rest. And how do we get from the place of striving to rest? We acknowledge every good thing that is in us. And what is one of the things or beings in us is the Spirit of the Lord. 
the Spirit of, of God, the Spirit of Yahweh, is in us. He has put His Spirit in our hearts. He lives. The Bible says that He lives in us. And, and it also says that your body, your physical body, is the temple. It's not, you know, you see in the world they say, oh, your body's a temple. Your body's a temple. And then they flaunt themselves and their bodies all over on television and stuff. That's not the kind of temple it is. That would be like a, a you know, a temple to a fallen God. But your body is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness. So when you say my body is the temple and you mean the temple of the Holy Spirit, that means your body is a temple of holiness. It, it, it's, a, it's a manifestation of the holiness of God on the earth because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But what does it say in verse 16? The Holy Spirit isn't just like me walking around condemning everyone for, for sinning. No, that's a self-righteous spirit. That's not the spirit of Christ. That's, that's what we call the flesh or the soul, trying to pick apart other people. Yeah, that has nothing to do with God. God doesn't do that to us. Why would we do that to other people, right? So what does the spirit of the Lord do for us is that he or she, you know, is a female, strengthens us with might through his spirit. Where? In the inner man. Ooh, that's good. That scripture, you can just recollect. Mm -hmm. I am strong in the Lord. I am strong in my spirit, you can say to yourself. You can say these things out loud. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am strong because the Holy Spirit strengthens me in the inner man. You have the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in me, dwells in me, gives me strength, gives me courage. People need courage nowadays. A lot of intimidation going on. A lot of tricky intimidation. Watch the intimidation. Principalities, powers, rulers of this world, trying to intimidate. Remember, we talked about Saul earlier. The Apostle Paul, before he was an apostle, he was Saul, the terrorist. <laughs> and he went around, what did it say? Breathing threats, threatening Christians, locking them up, putting them in jail, sending them to the lions, putting them in places, stoning them to death like Stephen. You know, that's where he was. Think about how condemned you would feel when you became a Christian. Oh my goodness, I'm such a... Like, be like, you know, before I became a Christian, I lied a lot. And Saul's like, before I became a Christian, I killed Christians. And God gave him, like, the, like literally, I have an idea. I'm going to share the gospel with somebody on the earth. Who's it going to be? That guy. <laughs> Saul. He's going to change his name to Paul. And he's going to preach the gospel to the whole world. And he's the one that killed the Christians. He's the terrorist. He's the one that breathed threats. Because remember, I'm getting back to my threats. The Spirit of the Lord gives us courage. The Spirit of the Lord gives us might. It's the Spirit of might. That's one of the seven spirits. The Spirit of might. We have a spirit. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the other word of that is God has not given you a spirit of timidity, 
where you're timid. Oh, don't hurt me, devil. <laughs> no. Find in the inside who you are in Christ. The might of the Spirit of God in you. And you tell those things that intimidate you that you will not tolerate it. Have courage. Use your authority. God's given you authority. If, you, if you're a, a police officer, right, and you're, and you're directing traffic, and you're like, can you stop? Can, can you slow down, please? Can you? No, you put the sign up, you put the hand up, stop. You're a police officer. You could tell them to stop. It's not just you. It's the entire police force behind you. You're a representative of an entire organization whose main job is to bring law and order. And when you're standing there in the middle of the street, those cars could run you flat over. They are way bigger than you. But you know what you have? Authority. That's what you have in the spirit is authority. So when you feel intimidated, fear, anxiety, depression, whatever it might be, oh, please don't bother me. Don't do that. You need to recognize who you are in the inner man. But I'm so small and they're so big. You have been given authority. Jesus said, in my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. Don't tolerate the devil. Don't, don't complain about him. Oh, the devil doesn't do this. That. Don't do that. Don't be a little whiny baby. Okay? This is what the Lord's telling us. Don't be a whiny baby. You feel intimidated. You sit in your seat of rest and you administrate the kingdom of heaven to that area and you send those demons of fear, anxiety. You say, you, you, have, you have no place here. No place in my life. You use your authority. Not because I'm an angry person. I'm not angry. I'm just putting my, I'm putting my hand up. You have no operation in this place. Sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to do that. Not to do that all the time. But sometimes you get, sometimes you get pushed around. And you don't need to be pushed around. You're a child of God. Now I'm not talking about doing this to people. Not people. Okay. This is, this, you do that to people, it's not, you can't take authority over people, okay? People are going to do what they're going to do, right? I'm talking about the inner man. Now look in Acts 8, verse 3, it says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. So Saul, before he became Paul, he, he was just dragging people out of their houses, you just come in and just dragging people out of them, putting them in prison for being Christians. You know, and, and, and this is where, you know, you're seeing all of this. You're seeing these, these threatenings and you're seeing all of this stuff that's going on. And then look at this, verse, verse 9, I mean, verse 1 of Acts 9. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any were, who were of the way, they called it the way, that's what Christianity was called back in the day. Whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So he, he's going, he, he's now leaving Jerusalem. He's going all over trying to get him now. And this is where he started heading to Damascus. And that's when he saw the bright light. And that's when he met Jesus. 
you see. So so where do you think these threats and the murder against the disciples and all that were? Where was that coming from? Those are spiritual things. They're spirits that they don't like us. You know why? Because we are children of God and they they hate God, these things. Okay. so but again, if you're in a situation where you're feeling intimidated don't accept it. If a person is intimidating you, don't accept it. Just be like, you know what? I will not be intimidated. And just put that thought aside. Put it aside and just be like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to walk in love towards this person. I'm going to just realize that they have probably been um misinformed <laughs> about how this whole thing works. And, uh, and I'm just going to forgive them and I'm not going to be intimidated by them anymore. Okay. Because Satan tries to intimidate us. He tries to make us afraid. And so at times we are going to have to take authority. We just have to. Why is that? Well, because it's just a thing you have to do from time to time. If something now, why, how did you get into that situation in the first place? Well, you left, you left a door open or a window. <laughs> when you leave a door open, they're like, oh, look, a door's open. And then they'll come in and try to mess with you. Okay. So when you tell it to leave, also close the door. Okay. In other words, let's say that um, you get a lot of anxiety. And when you watch the news, you get anxiety. Well, maybe that door was the news. Maybe you should close the door. Okay. This happens with a lot of people. And I, and I tell people this too. Look, I keep up with the news too. I do all that, but it can be a distraction if you're not careful. And if you really aren't careful, it's kind of primed to make you anxious because they want you to go out and vote and they want you to do all this kind of stuff. So they, they kind of get the whole, the whole world kind of primed to kind of do what they want them to do through the way that they share stories with you. Cause you can share a story a million different ways. Well, they choose to share stories the way that they, they share them for a reason a psychological reason. Okay. So if there's a door that's open, close the door and kick first, kick the thing out and then close the door. Don't open that door again. You don't have anything to prove, you know? So maybe there's a time where we don't watch as much news. Maybe we just kind of, it's not like you're like trying to close your eyes, but if it's producing anxiety and you get control of that, you allow the spirit of the Lord to, to put you into a place that you're secure in him before you ever see what's in the news. You know, some people are affected different ways by different things. You know, we can't just take the same thing and say, oh, this is the way everybody is. Because what if they're not? They're not exactly like you. I'm not exactly like you. You're not exactly like me. Why would I want to tell you how to do it? I don't know. Let the Lord show you. Okay. So we're talking about the inner man and the outer man. The inner man and the outer man. So the inner man well, we know the inner man is doing pretty good, right? Inner man is one spirit with the Lord. Inner man is uh, secure in who they are. The inner man is what? This is where the rivers flow for out from your innermost being, right? The spirit of God flows from within you. Okay, so this is why he was saying that. Be strengthened with might, verse 16, through his spirit in the inner man. Through his spirit in the inner man. Let's look at it in the Aramaic. So this is Ephesians 3.16 in the Aramaic. And it says this. 
Okay. So this is Ephesians. Just looking it up real quick. Okay. In verse 16, it says this, since he will give you the riches of his glory. Okay. The riches of his glory that will be solidified in power by his spirit wind within your humanity. So within your being, who you are. The Messiah will reside by faith in your hearts. Love will be as your root and your solid foundation. So think about this. Yeah. Solidified in power by the Spirit, right? Within your innermost being. But then what's happening? The Messiah, who's the Messiah? Jesus will reside, how? By faith, in your hearts. Love will be as your root and your solid foundation. You see how I am loved by God. He loves me. He takes care of me. I will not be intimidated. I will not be afraid. I will not fear, for God protects me. He takes care of me. He's the one that will take care of my needs. I trust him and him alone to fulfill his word in my life. Look what it says, that you can be overtaking what is the height and depth and length and breadth. Now, someone pointed out the other day that there's actually four dimensions there instead of three. You usually have length, width, <laughs> length, width, and depth. And this one is length, breadth, height, and depth. <laughs> So we have an extra dimension here. And know the greatness of the knowledge of the love of the Messiah. You will be filled with all the fulfillment of God. So there is this place in him where we come into this seat of rest. We come into the seat because a lot of our activity that we do, whether religious activity or otherwise, is our attempt to get God. It really is. You can say, well, Jamin, would you like an airplane or would you like God? Well, you would rather have God, right? Because everything's in him. But unless you think you don't have him, <laughs> then you have to go get him. And the thing with him is that he got us through Jesus. So there really is no separation between us and him. So that's how you can go into the seat of rest. Now, that seat of rest is also called what? Sabbath. Shabbat. Sabbath. Shabbat is the Jewish word. Sabbath is the English word. Sabbath means the rest. Jesus is in the rest. When Jesus was in flesh on the earth, he was in the rest. He was in the rest. The rest doesn't mean he was asleep necessarily. He was awake and conscious, but he was in the rest, the place of rest where you cease from your own activity, you cease from your own work, you cease from your own strife, and you enter into that place of rest. And that's where he was. So this is where he's saying, he will give you the riches of his glory, solidified by, in power by his spirit within your, within your innermost being, within your humanity, right? And then we come into that place of rest in him. Okay, now let me show you this one more time here. Yes. 
I pray, this is the New Living Translation of Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with, with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home. So when you're empowered with inner strength through the spirit, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. So again, the way that you say this is, when you acknowledge Christ in you, you've made a spot in him, in you. You've made your home in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots, you see? So we have the outer and we have the inner. We have the outer man and the inner man. The inner man is cultivated by Jesus. The inner man is where the love of God is. Okay? That's our heart. When we spend time on the outside without acknowledging the inside, we can get clogged up. <laughs> That's what I was saying before. You can get clogged up. And what that means is, is that flow of the life of God that's within you is clogged up because of the things that you've done. You haven't acknowledged him, and by not acknowledging him, there's no flow happening. Yeah, acknowledging Christ is a simple thing. If you're not, if, because if you don't acknowledge Christ, you're acknowledging something else because you're always acknowledging something. Okay, so what is it that you're acknowledging? If you're acknowledging Christ, you're making room for him in your heart make, to make his home in your heart so that you can now, and that's why it talks about the love of God being the root or the foundation of everything. So if I'm, um, if I, if I'm dealing with a situation, a, uh, a business situation, a home situation, a financial situation, or something along those lines, and I'm not acknowledging Christ in that situation, I could tend to be angry with people. I could tend to be uh, anxious about stuff. I could tend to be afraid about things or, or, or I could tend to be covetous or greedy about things. All of these things are existing on the outside. That's all on the outside. The, 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 because there is no covetousness in the spirit. What would you covet? I mean, the, you, you have all things in him. You know, it's, 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 a, physical, it's a physical thing. It's a physical thing. That's a it's the it's the body. It's the it's the natural man. Okay? That wants the things. But the spiritual man has everything. <laughs> so live out of the spirit. Because the spiritual man does one thing that is the most important thing and that's the foundation and the the spirit is loved by God. And in that being loved by God can exhibit love coming outwards. But if it's not acknowledged, then the only thing you have is the lower realm stuff. You don't have anything to work with. So what that ends up doing is producing a chaotic environment around your life. Okay? So now you have chaos happening because of not acknowledging who you actually are, which is who you are in him. Right? So where does this... I like this. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. So this is unlimited. This is an unlimited resource. It's not limited in any way. The outer man is limited. The inner man is unlimited. Because of Christ. 
because of what he's put in us. He's put his spirit in us. And so now we can operate through his love and operate through his grace. And so there's many things that God is sharing with us about who we really are. And there is many ways that we have probably gone through in the past that we may not go through those ways in the future because he's revealing to us who we are. I think a lot of our reliance on, um, I like to call them systems of, of earth, our reliance on these systems is an insecurity in our own lives. It really is because we're not sure. So we have a system that we use. You know, we're not sure about, you know, um, how, where this is coming from or where that is coming from. So we have a system that we use, some type of system. But in Christ, we don't need a system. We have love. All you need is love. Just like they said in the song, right? And it's God's love. God's love teaches us what it means to be sons of God. So anyway, so just acknowledging the outer man, acknowledging the inner man. Outer man does outer man things. The inner man is where the spirit comes from. And that's where the power comes to do what? To make changes. So we will need from time to time to come into that place of rest. Now, I will tell you this. Sometimes we're troubled. And when we're troubled, there's a solution. <laughs> when you're troubled, trust the Lord. Even when you're in a situation, because I watch people sometimes, and I see situations that people are in, and I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a doozy. <laughs> but I look at them, and I, I can see God's grace on them. That no matter what, because think about being in the early church when Saul is going around pulling people out of their house and putting them in prison. It's a lot like it is right now, isn't it? They do stuff like that now. Even in America. They're doing it in America now. Yeah. And it's sad. But it will, I will tell you this. It's not new. And as easy as it appeared, it just as easy disappear. Why is that? It's not an eternal thing. It's a man-made thing. Man-made things don't last. They just don't. In other words, things that were birthed in the flesh, in the lower realm, they don't last. And the more fleshy they are, the, the less lasting they are. <laughs> They're just worthless. But things that are birthed in the heart of God, in the love of God, those are eternal things. And this is why when you're troubled, trust the Lord. Don't allow that trouble to take over your life. Just say, I'm going to trust God. He's going to help me. My future is sure in him. My direction is sure in him. No matter what's happening around me, I'm going to trust the Lord. And, um, you know, and you have to kind of, so, so there's two things. You have to be in a neutral position to receive. Okay. You have to be neutral. If you're still pushing, you're not going to be receiving because you're giving. You need to stop what you're doing, slow down, and receive from the Lord. 
And reception is what it's all about, people. It's all about reception. Well, we just need to pray until the glory comes down. No, you need to stop <laughs> and you need to receive. Because there is a flow of the Spirit that is never ending. That river in heaven, it doesn't stop. That is a flow of the Spirit. So what we have, what we should do is stop, be quiet, and allow the Spirit of God to bring us His peace, to bring us His joy, and to allow that love within us to expand, affecting everything around us. And then it comes into subjection to love, not fear, not anxiety, not distress, but love. And God's love, His matured love in us, drives out all fear. So we don't have to get all worked up. When I say take authority, I mean sit in your seat of rest. Sit in your seat of authority. And if something comes up at you that isn't God, you can safely ignore it. <laughs> safely ignore it. Mm -hmm. There you go. See? That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm telling you, it's. <laughs> That's awesome. It works. It works. Listen, God knows what God knows what's going on on the inside of us. He knows what's going on on the inside of us. He gets His message of love to us. Just remember this: He doesn't have any problem getting His message of love to us. That's why we have to stop, because when you stop, you can hear. When you stop, you can hear. And you can listen and he can say, hey. And then you'll look around and you'll be like, wow, you put this message all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere, right? Right? It's, it totally is. It totally is. When you're quiet, you can see. When you're quiet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you're quiet and you're like, okay, Lord, I'm being quiet now. Yeah. And there you have it. And then there's the Lord. And he's just sharing with us his heart and his love. And he's telling us, don't be afraid. He's using your name. You put, put, put your name in there. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I love you. I have you in my hand. I'm taking care of you. No, no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. You're carried under my shelter. You're like a little bird under my wing. The enemy can't even see you because you're covered by me. You're, the enemy of your soul doesn't even know where you are. He can't find you because I cover you under my feathers. You trust in me and I cover you. You see, these are the kind of things, these are the kind of words that God speaks to us. So, you know, it's a practice to remember, but it's about his love. So when we're quiet, then we can hear. You ever, you ever have a conversation? You ever do conflict resolution? You know, when a person's in an argument and you do conflict resolution, what's the most important thing in conflict resolution? That you're listening to the other person. <laughs> you have to stop and listen. You'd be like, yeah, but they're not listening to me. Well, why don't you just listen to each other? And then the other thing they say is, why don't you repeat what you heard the other person say? And that's that can get very interesting because then they'll repeat it. And they'll be like, I didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that kind of thing. Okay. But have you ever stopped and listened to what the Lord is saying? Well, it's not words as much as sense. 
Start there. What are you picking up on? You know, what are you picking up? What's God, what kind of impression are you getting from the Lord? What kind of sense that you're getting from the Lord when you're quiet? Got a quiet smiles, sing. That's good. That's very good. It's when you're quiet, you can hear. Now, when I say hear, I don't mean hear. I mean hear. Okay. When you're used to sensing, you know, you, you can sense what's happening around you. Now, direct that upwards to the Lord and now sense like that. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Okay. So you just sense what's coming from above. That means the higher realm. That's the heavenly realm. Mm -hmm. Actually, you can do that. And you know how you said your body did that? Mm -hmm. That happens. Because your body's looking to rest. Mm -hmm. It is. It needs it. So you're like, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. But then you wake up and you're like, I'm not rested. That's right. You know why? It's because you haven't let your soul rest. Your soul is still anxious. Even though your body went to sleep, your soul hasn't been brought under. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, this happens to me too, guys. I'm just letting everybody know. It happens to everybody, so don't feel... The cure is to be quiet and listen to the Lord. No, I mean, you can say questions. I mean, you don't have to be quiet to me. I mean, be quiet in your soul. Oh. Some of you are like, oh, was I not supposed to say anything? No, no, you can talk. But it's, it's to be quiet in your soul, okay? So your soul isn't resting, so it's busy. So when, now, there's a couple of things you do, and they don't, again, you do what you, you do what you do. Like even, even me acknowledging my spirit, is, is sometimes enough to get my soul to be quiet. Just acknowledging it. Just acknowledging who I am. My soul goes like that. Now sometimes my soul gets a little, eh, like a little kid that's just being a little too much. And I say, I'm in him and he's in me. Okay? And when I do that, I acknowledge again the inner man, where the inner strength comes from. Okay? I do that. And then my soul settles down. Sometimes I say, I address my soul. I say, soul, you're a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. You can be quiet now, right? And I tell my soul, which is me again, mm -hmm. but the soul, my soul, shh, quiet. Okay, so now I'm quiet. Now I'm going to meditate above on God's love for me. And just see the love of God almost as this like energy ball of love wrapping and hugging you in his goodness and in his love. And you can do this. This is an activation, I call it. So now my soul is being quiet because it was being agitated before, but now it didn't learn anything, but it followed. You got it? You know, it's like my soul may not know what is happening, but it's going to follow that guy. <laughs> Who? You, your spirit. You see what I'm saying? So the education of the soul and the soul rest, resting for your soul. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what he said. He wasn't saying, go to sleep over there on that cot. He was saying, come to me and I will give you rest, Jesus says. Yeah, but I need more rest. I need this. I need that. People do things because it thinks it calms their nerves, but it's not calming their nerves. It's hiding their soul. Don't hide your soul. 
put your soul into the rest of the spirit. This is a practice that isn't always taught. It was taught a lot in the early church. Most, this is the way the church did it. They did it by meditating in the Lord, being quiet, being still. Come to the still waters. Jesus said, he cuts out that little spot in the spring. It's a fast moving water. And then here come the sheep. And then they can drink the water. Where? In a calm place. Find rest for your soul. Take my yoke, Jesus said, and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. When I'm proud, when I've decided to engage in pride, for whatever reason, big mistake, I'm anxious. I'm not always meek. I can be authoritative. I weigh. I can say things about other people I shouldn't say because I'm putting them down so I can rise, raise myself up. That's pride. That is not a place of rest because you've got to maintain that little kingdom of yours that you just made out of pride. And that takes a lot of work. But Jesus said, learn from me. This is what he says in Matthew. I'm meek. I'm lowly in heart. In other words, I'm humble. I can be taught. If you want to learn, you have to be humble. That's the way it works. If you're proud, you don't have anything to learn because you know it all. You see how it works? So this is the soul, though, because we're teaching our soul to be still and to come into the authority of the Spirit. So now you can be led by the Spirit and not by the soul. Led by the Spirit. What does it say? My sheep know my voice. The voice of another, they're not going to follow the other voice. <laughs> be like, hey, come over here. And you'd be like, who's that? <laughs> that is not the voice of the shepherd. So when we come into the kingdom realm and we come to know Jesus, we know his voice. I watch people sometimes listen to people and I'm like, why are you listening to them? <laughs> that is not the Lord. <laughs> but it's because we're learning and they were, and they, people can be deceived. They can get off, you know, but God will bring them back. It's okay. It's okay. God will bring you back. So listen to his voice. Be still in your, in your soul. Find rest for your soul. Come to me, Jesus said and you will find rest for your soul. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke, Jesus said. Learn from me. I am meek. I am humble. I am lowly in heart. And then you will find rest for your soul. It takes a lot of work to keep up your own kingdom. But being in his kingdom, we find rest. Jesus did the work, but Jesus showed us how you do it. He, Jesus showed you. First of all, if you don't come to Jesus, you can't find rest. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I see it so much. <laughs> I just am like, dude, <clears throat> you got to come to Jesus, man. This is going to be so. And, and you know, men and women both like to exert this false sense of power. It's a false power. It's a power based on a soul that is wrapped up 
in itself. It ain't pretty. And they get a far way with it. But don't emulate that. Don't copy that. Don't copy that attitude. Jesus said, learn from me. Learn from him. Don't learn from pr the proud. Don't learn from the proud. Learn from Jesus. He's meek. He's low. He's humble. Learn from me, and then you'll find rest. Again, the outer man and the inner man, right? Don't learn that from the outer man. Learn that from the inner man. That's where the rest comes from. That's where the peace comes from. That's where, and, and did you notice when you did that, all the agitation went away? That's because your soul comes into rest in Christ. It's so good, huh? It all goes away when you do that. You know, and all you're doing is a simple turning in into your heart, and then you're acknowledging the king of your heart, Christ. And there he is, with, like you said, a big smile. And you know the other thing? His arms are open. They're just open to you. You know why? Because he doesn't do this. That's what we do. But he's like, here I am. And what does he do? He shows you what is your soul and what is your spirit. Because he's the word. He's able to divide the soul. He's able to divide it. The soul's like, ah, la, la, la. and he's like, look. And then the soul's like, oh, I'm going to come over here under Christ. <sighs> when our own insecurities in the soul cause us to refuse to listen, <laughs> it, it does. We, we refuse to listen because the soul is insecure. It will always be insecure until it's taught, but it isn't going to teach itself. It needs to be taught by the Lord. That's why Jesus said, learn from me. The soul is going to be like, nope, this is the way I do it, and I'm not listening to anybody, right? And then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and it's like, why, God, why? And the Lord's like, shh, <laughs> be still, be quiet, be under. Now, again, when your soul is still, you're not still, you're moving. And Jean Guyon, the famous French nun, mystic, said that it seems like you're not doing anything, but you're actually moving very fast. And it's like a wheel when you're looking at the spokes. It looks like it's standing still, but it's going so fast that you're actually seeing the image of it as a, as a standstill like a wheel, like the spokes of a wheel. And so I, I believe that that is the way that God has destined for us to move. Learn from me, be meek, be lowly, come into the rest, acknowledge Christ within, like it said, Ephesians 3, 16, acknowledge the spirit has unlimited resource or unlimited power within us, right? And then what that does is that brings you into that place in the kingdom of, of God, where now you can come into the kingdom of heaven, and now that kingdom is ruled by peace, love, joy. It's a, it's a kingdom. It's a, it's a kingdom. It's a place. Rest is a place that you can live from. 
and it's a seat that you can sit in. <laughs> and the and the and 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 in the Bible, Jesus has his place and you have your place. There's a throne. You can sit on a throne. A throne is a place where decisions are made for an entire kingdom. You have a throne you sit on with Jesus. Okay? And when you sit in that place and that rest, you administrate the kingdom of heaven into those areas. Whatever it might be in your life, whatever it might be, something in your personal life, something in your direction for your life. And then when you're sitting in that place of rest, now you administrate kingdom authority into this area, into that area, into this area. And that's coming from that place of rest in Christ. How do, how's it going to get resolved? I'm not doing that. I'm administrating the kingdom into that area. I'm speaking the kingdom of heaven into, you name it, what's the area you need it in, where I'm going, what I'm doing, my business, my family, my life, my home, all of these things come under the authority of heaven. And now I'm speaking that into it, you see. But that comes from rest. Now, authority is not a worked up thing. Authority is not something where you're like, oh, I'm going to get worked up. Authority is a place where you come into that rest of the spirit. Okay? Meek, lowly, humble, taking his yoke, right? Learning from him, you know, not being troubled by what you see. Was Jesus troubled by what he saw? No. He was moved with compassion, you know? But that's the heart of the Father. He already knew that, you know? But he didn't allow that. He wasn't living out of his soul. Jesus doesn't live out of his soul. Did Jesus ha Does Jesus have a soul? Yes. But what's happening with the soul? The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. What's happening to my soul? It's being transformed. How is it doing it? It's by me putting it under the Spirit. Now it's starting to change. Let your mind be transformed by the knowledge of God, by the Spirit. So now my soul is changing. How is it changing? Through revelation that's being imparted to it by the Spirit. It's not going to fix itself. It needs to come into subjection to the Spirit. Okay? These are things that God wants us to know about. He wants us to be at rest. He wants us to learn to administrate his kingdom. How? Through that seed of rest. Not through strife. Pride is a nasty little booger. It really is. And it's not you. You're not proud. You're low. You're meek. You're humble. Just like Jesus. Christ makes his home in our hearts. Our roots grow down deep into the lo God's love and keep us strong. Love is our strength. The love of God makes us strong. They hated the Christians in the early church. They, actually, the word Christian is, is a slur. They, the pagans made up that name. Christian. That's what they called them. It's like, it's a Christian. They, they hated the Christians. <laughs> We use it now as like our actual name. We're Christians. But you saw in, in, in Acts, it said the way. They didn't use the word Christian. 
They use the word the way. It's the it's those people that believe the way. Uh, you know, <laughs> or they roll their eyes when they say it. You know. But see, they weren't intimidated. Paul was telling them, "Don't be intimidated when they make a slur name for you because you're a Christian." And I read the early church fathers, and they're like, "I'm glad. I'll gladly call myself a Christian." I think Justin Martyr said it. <clears throat> said, "I'll I'll call myself a Christian." He's like, "That's fine." He's like, "I wear I wear it as a badge of honor." You know, they throw him into the lions, get him torn apart. They do all this stuff. So I'm just telling you, like, we could be troubled. And so could they. (laughs) But they're not in the soul. They're in the spirit. And some of these guys, you know, Paul, he died multiple times. He actually said, I die daily. He died so many times. They stoned him to death. He died and then rose from the dead and walked back into the city where they stoned him. How? How did he do that? Well, Scripture says, let love be your foundation. How powerful is love? Apparently, love is greater than death. (laughs) That's pretty powerful. So we're in a whole new world. We're in a whole new world now. We're all to the love of God. What's happening to us? I have no idea. But we're transforming. We're translating. We're transfiguring. By the spirit that's within us. Not by our effort. Not by our pride. Not by the things that we've concocted in our mind. Not by our great studies that we have. Or anything in the natural that we created. It comes directly from the spirit of God comes directly from him, and it comes directly from us as we go low, humble, low in, low in, in our, in our um, thinking of ourselves. So anyway, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Spirit of God in us, living in us, moving in us. Thank you that we can just put our soul into that place of rest in you, not troubled, not anxious, resting. Why? Because you love us. We love you, Lord. Just going down into our garden. There's a lot of growth in this garden. (laughs) Just look around and see what he's done. He's done amazing things. Amazing things. There's great things in us that God has put in us leading us into righteous places, powerful places, places with authority, strength that comes from above. We love you, Father. And we thank you. In Jesus' name.